Welcome, welcome. Can you handle it? Handle it. We will record new episode about. Do you want to introduce the topic to our listeners? Uh, how to deal with rejection when you don't get the job you were hoping for. Exactly. Let's roll the intro and then start with the talk. So once again, I'm your host Antonia. With me, I have Vitali, and we're going to talk about how to handle rejection um, when you apply for a job. So Vitali, do you have some good experiences with getting rejected when you applied for a job? Yeah, I remember that before the financial crisis of 2008, which hit uh, Finland and Europe a little later. But I remember that it was the first time that it was you know I was having interviews. But I wasn't getting the job, and that felt like uh, things had changed. And well, I I used that then as an excuse to travel and to you know do some like freelancing and entrepreneurship abroad. Um, and once I came back, and the situation was still kind of continuing, I then went to get an education. But while I was applying to go to school, because I was thinking I'm I'm self-taught. I've never had formal education for any of the things that I do. Mm, same here. And 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 so I thought that well, okay, if I get my bachelor's, maybe this would help me in the in the market. But as I was applying and getting into school, I also landed my first job as a UI UX designer, like formally in a in a company that specialized in media and and during the mobile revolution. And so so I think. You know, with my name, because my name is Vitaly Gustinsky in a country of a lot of uh, Jako Aholas and uh, Matti Meikäläiset, uh, I've always felt like I've had to work much harder to get my jobs. And I'm thankful in the for, for the fact that when I was 15, my first job was a phone salesman. I was selling magazine subscriptions through random pe- to random people uh, by calling them. And that taught me a lot about sales, about business and about grit. Uh, you know, basic things like, you know, your last phone call does not define how your next one will be. It's a numbers game. The harder you try, the luckier you'll get. These types of things, and I carry that to this day with all the things that I do. And so I've always doubled down when it when it comes to rejection, because I feel like if it's something that I truly want, uh, it'll come to me, or I will find something that I want even more on my pursuit of that thing. Well, sounds good. Um healthy approach um i have i thought about about um, like getting rejected from a job quite a lot in the past decade and it has like many angles like in the beginning uh for me it meant like shit uh how am i gonna pay the rent and bills like what now but now that i actually have some sort of career in design uh it's not like existential problem anymore to get rejection from a job it's more like emotional thing like ah oh, damn i really wanted to work in that company and now they don't want me i feel very sad maybe a little bit discouraged even but it's very different um like when you're like young and try to find yourself and uh, trying to you know get that first job and you're getting rejected it's like double damage like your ego and uh, self-confidence suffers And also from the financial aspect, it might be quite tricky. Um, 
but yeah uh, I can't uh, like I I've been rejected like in Finland when I was applying for a job uh, like quite a few times because I was uh, trying to get it to, into agency world but as I never really worked for an agency they were like mm, nope uh, we're not really interested you don't know how to sell which is wrong because as a student I was working on a phone as a customer support and we needed to upsell stuff constantly so it's definitely not true that I don't have that experience but it was not good enough for them um, but yeah it's it's still quite emotional I didn't apply for a job for a long time um, so I might maybe even forgotten like how that feels but um I think it would hurt a lot to be rejected from like this company you really want to work for and now you need to like move on and, and try something else. Do you have some uh, good tips how to handle like emotionally rejection like what to do after you get uh, rejected? Well what you said resonates a lot. Um, I think you addressed some really important points. I think one of the great things to notice there what you highlighted was that they rejected you on a false premise that mm. what they said wasn't true and so often when you don't get that job it's good to remind yourself that it's not because of you now all of us of course have always areas to improve on but often you know it can be a blessing in disguise you know careful what you wish for because you might get it what if you get the job and then you realize that it's a very toxic work environment perhaps for you that it doesn't fit your style Whatever you do get will help you learn more about what it is that you are looking for, what you truly want. Ideally, our jobs are more than just a paycheck, but help fuel our passion and help us grow as professionals and as human beings. And so it's good to do the thinking work also of like, what is my dream job? What is the position that I would like? What would my day to day look like? My areas of responsibility and what kind of a team would I have where uh, we would create things together? Because the more you know what you're looking for, the easier it will be uh, to find it. In, in a way, like the more you can say no to things, the easier it will be to find the thing you want to say yes to. And I think one thing, it's also good to like think where, where you want to go and try to apply there, but to not put all your eggs in one basket. I think that this, it's of course a great thing to put an effort into each cover letter that you send or, or the message with your CV. So it's not, you know, hello, first name, I really want to work at you know, company name. Uh, you you want to try to really talk about what is what are the motivations? What do you feel that you'll be able to do being part of that team? And, and why are you sending this? Uh, and, and they can be selfish uh, reasons. That's totally fine. But I think the main thing is to speak your truth and, and to try to know what it is that you're tr seeking to achieve because they can ideally help uh, either make that happen with them or guide you in another way. But if you don't tell people what um, ideally you would like, it's going to be much more difficult for people to help you. And I think that in, in, in this field, there are often more jobs than there are creators, but that doesn't mean that everybody wants to fill every position that's mm -hmm. out there with just anybody. Uh, you like in our company in Fractio, we really value the culture fit and we'd rather take someone who's less skilled at the current moment but a better culture fit than somebody who has uh, amazing technical proficiency but feels like somebody who wouldn't meld into our way of doing things and so i think 
there's nothing wrong with lack, not being perfect. I think we can sometimes undersell ourselves. And so it's good to really talk about your passions when you are applying for things that instead of trying to hide behind big brand names that you might have had some uh, input in, uh, to, to really talk about your process, how it's much more interesting to me to read about somebody's uh, passion project that they did um, as a student than, than just knowing, you know, three bullet points about the team that they were part of creating, you know, some part of a big online store. We're much more interested in figuring out uh, or, or learning what drives you as, as a person and what kind of a colleague you would be. Because in this profession, it's all about learning. We're all learning together. And I think the more you're able to focus on the job as a job and not as you as an identity, the easier it will be for you to see where you should improve and where you want to improve. Yeah, and uh, I think more and more companies put some time into defining uh, ways of working, what's their vision, mission, values, goals, whatever, that are available at websites. So I'm not sure how often people actually go there and check. I urge everybody to really investigate the company they're applying to. Um, but sometimes uh, you can discover that maybe you're not aligned with the company. Like maybe you like the brand, but then when you go into like meet the team kind of section, some blog or whatever, it might be that this is not really for you. Even though the brand sounds amazing and maybe you even like their product, but maybe it's not the environment for you. Or maybe it is. So I think that that's very important to uh, investigate before applying. Um, and I also am a strong believer that everything happens for a reason. And uh, now I look at all the rejection uh, and like failed attempts um, a little bit more pra pragmatic uh, because I was thinking, aha, um, I was not accepted in this company before, but maybe good thing I didn't because I was not ready. I didn't have technical proficiency or knowledge that I actually needed to be really good at my job. So this other company that was smaller, um, less advanced in design than this company A, actually provided me a great uh, jumping board to learn everything and actually be ready for this big company that I wanted to work. So not every rejection is, uh, you know, big disappointment. I think it happens for a reason. You will find something else that probably fits better at the point. And then later on, uh, you can find something even better and more exciting. Um, and also you touched the topic uh, about sending application that's personal oh my god i cannot emphasize that enough like actually reading um who are they as a team on their website and then using those if you believe and you align of course with those using these words to and actually explaining why you align and you know like writing a personal letter to whoever is recruiting because human is reading that they, they need to like you from this one letter and they don't know anything about you and you're just one drop in the sea of applications. You need to be likable if if you want to uh, get a chance to represent yourself uh, in a like video call or whatever. Uh, but yeah, you have something to add here. Yeah, here's an idea: record a video message. And send I just a link wanted to, to that. say. I just wanted to say <laughs> that. Uh, that's uh, that's amazing, and people don't do that almost never. Uh, video message is so much more effective than boring email with a lot of like mm. words. 
it doesn't have to be long. You know, you just have a few sentences. You say hello and how how you feel about uh, sending this job application and what you'd like to bring to the table. It's definitely a great way to differentiate. And I'd say like one theme that has been cropping up in my mind as we're talking about this is that I feel that there are a lot of people who might have, for one reason or another, managed to acquire some good skills at a job, but not necessarily have the wherewithal or, or, or understanding of how to take the next step in their career. And so, of course, there are excellent YouTube videos on the topic and many canvases that you can find by Googling them. But I think it's good to realize that regardless of your level, there's a lot of companies that specialize in HR and in recruitment and talent management. And so you don't have to go on this journey by yourself. There are, you know, there's, of course, still somehow parasitic <laughs> headhunter organizations that I can't recommend, but there's a lot of very humane, warm-hearted, awesome people working at companies like uh, Talented and Mavericks here in Finland or Academic Works, uh, who are Baronot and, and, and what, many others, where it's their job to help connect people and talent with employees. And they can be a great resource to uh, hit up with an email and ask to see over coffee or, or to visit their offices to discuss about your career prospects and possibilities or ideas that they might have uh, and to go through your application process with them to, to get some pointers. And also it can help if you have friends who are employed in the industry, not necessarily even with the same job title, but they can give you a lot of great pointers. And I think Antonio's uh, advice is golden because there's a lot of emphasis because of the fact that especially with developers, you can really pick where you want to work, that they invest a lot in in blogs. I know that in Froctio, we have blogs that are called like, this is how you get employed at Froctio and says step-by-step step how, what is our recruitment process and what are the things that we look for? And I know that we're not unique in that regard. So definitely don't feel that you have to do everything by yourself um, and, and really reach out because in the end, it's all about people doing things with other people true that i have like a story uh from talented uh which is like sort of this recruiting agency in in finland in helsinki so i was um, i was employed but i was not too happy uh with my job so i reached out uh to see if they have something for me or they can help me in some way and we really did go to have a coffee uh in a coffee shop that was nearby there um, office and we had a great coffee we met we talked uh, they wrote down notes about me and literally within days they sent me some uh, some link with some job that might be interesting for me but uh, <laughs> I mean it's not unfortunately but literally the next day I already got uh, a good proposal not proposal offer from a company that I wanted to work with so I was immediately ah. But that didn't take long, like I'm already unavailable, but thanks for trying. Uh, so it really works. It's not like a scam or something weird. Uh, I think searching for a job yourself is a little bit obsolete in this time and day because it's too slow and quite ineffective and super time consuming. So using all these, well, modern tools, I guess, uh, is the best way to reach as many companies you can at the same time and, and find something that 
works for you. And uh, I don't know if that's like available in Europe or just Finland or worldwide. There's this Frank app. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it actually started from here, from like some slush, uh, because I know they exist for like a few years now. And I know that I noticed them on Slush like a few years ago. Um, for those who don't know, Slush is this humongous startup conference in Helsinki. Uh, so it's like uh, thousands of people attending startups, good talks, very uh, big names uh, talking about stuff. Anyway, look it up if you're not familiar. Uh, this Frank app actually proves to be quite effective because you can specify like some some stuff like what industries do you like and like what is your expected salary and stuff like that and then you can even uh find a company within like a category that you want maybe you don't want to work with finance maybe it's not for you but you want to work with i don't know something else food industry so you can you can find companies there and they have one button like apply to all And then uh, companies can see your profile uh, from the app, from their side. So yeah, using these tools, I guess, gives you more chances of getting uh, a job interview and actually a chance to, you know, show who you are. But uh, I want to go back to one thing that you mentioned in the beginning. Culture. Not hiring for the technical proficiency, but more for culture. I think that's... Um, Maybe not a new trend, but I think many companies are striving towards that because you can teach and mentor anybody to be bit, a little bit better in what they uh, do. But you cannot train somebody to be a pleasant person, to be a good friend, to be a good listener, good story- storyteller, uh, just pleasant colleague to be around no, no, and stuff like that. Uh, so, I don't know, what if... I'm now wondering, like, what if you are getting rejected because you're, like, too shy on the interviews and can't represent yourself in a way that is actually you? How how do you approach that? Do you have some tips or some anecdotes? Yeah, so I think that the thing is that there are many people whose talents uh, are better than their confidence in their talents yeah. or abilities to talk about it. And I think that the best remedy to this is just to do practice um you know recordings watch yourself how how do you appear to yourself and to talk with friends and and to you know have these role play scenarios of like okay if you ask me these questions i'm going to try giving these answers and we'll see how we feel uh, that's good and, tip. And yeah i i think that you can't you can't think yourself into experience you can only think yourself into what you might do and so it's good to iterate not try to be perfect the first time around and again the numbers game aspect to it but to not compromise on quality you know it's better to apply to three places in one week and really give it your all than to just send out 10 emails a day that are very generic and hoping for the best yeah when i mentioned like apply all in frank i didn't mean like um focus on uh, quantity over quality this is just like a nice tool that can um, you know put you yeah, put uh, you uh, in, on somebody's desk like to review or whatever but I want to say also like uh, if you are sending email you're not applying through some app then yeah personal touch and like really uh, crafting that letter for that company not just changing name of company but crafting the letter 
according to their uh, like ways of working is crucial. I think that will help a lot in One getting paragraph. noticed. <laughs> what? Or a paragraph, yeah. At least one paragraph custom for each email. At least, at least. But I would say, like, just customize the whole email. Like, go from scratch. This is how I did it. I, I just, like, uh, deleted the whole letter and started over. Because, mm. you know, when you start writing, then you start to fill this boilerplate that you have. Uh, I, I think it's just easier to go from from zero and, and craft, like, a proper letter for every company. It takes a lot of time, though. Yeah, and and like one thing that you can kind of like customize, but impress because it's all about initiative and showing something of a vision, because that immediately distinguishes you from ninety eight percent of people who are just yeah sending a more generic mm. application and, and and just hoping that there's something that might be something where they could do something and give some value. But instead, you come and you have some visualization based on some file you duplicated from Figma community or like, hey, this is a, a new workshop exercise I heard about, the sailboat exercise, and I really want to try this with the team and I think that it could help, you know, these and these uh, objectives like helping better collaboration, uh, making me meetings more effective. And I really look forward to trying this and hearing what experiences you guys have had with the similar exercises. And I really am driven by helping teams be more effective and be less stuck behind uh, meetings and not knowing all the necessary details. And because of that, I'm really working on my workshop processes. Whatever that example might be for you, it could be animation or micro interactions. Uh, but you take some file and then you just put their logo on top of it and say like, you know, this is what I'd want to do, whether that's a workshop canvas or some layout. But to have ideas and to show them uh, those ideas to communicate them effectively is something that really shows a lot of qualities that impress the people who are reviewing your application. So I think it's good to, which I think naturally becomes a result from doing the thinking work of what do I want to bring? What kind of work interests me? What what do I want to do? That it's best to do it based on that. Don't try to satisfy them. Tell Tell them what you're interested in, how they fit into that, because that's a very different conversation from you know, I did a few years of school and I really want an opportunity to learn and to grow because a lot of that applies to pretty much everybody. But it's good to try to figure out, even if you're just starting out, what is it that you want to learn? And then to do a little bit of learning and then to show them the learning you've done because that's wonderful. That's a conversation and that'll tell so much more about you than, uh, you know, any company logo that, you know, relates to some generic product you had some part of. Yeah, that's uh, very true. I com completely agree with everything. And also I think that people don't realize, especially when they're younger, that it's a two-way conversation. You, you're also evaluating them. You're not begging them for a job. Uh, of course, I understand that uh, sometimes it feels that way if you're like in some dire situation and you just need some job. I was there. I know how it is. Like when you're applying to somewhere where you know that you're not going to be happy, but you just need that experience and also you need that money in the end. Uh, I'm not talking about that. That's like special, horrible situation. But when we are talking about uh, applying to companies that you would like to work with, it's a two-way conversation. Like never put yourself underneath me them. And also I think that... Um, it's valuable to talk about yourself. Who are you a part of being a designer? What do you like to do outside? 
you know, make a paragraph only about yourself. Hey, I am enjoying photography or, I don't know, walks in the woods super much. I Last week I, I went and had a hike. It's amazing. I hope in your company there are also people who do that. Maybe we can do it together. Like show that you're human, not just a boilerplate with nice keywords. I think that's also important. Definitely. Do you agree? Yeah. Um, I had one question for you in mind. Just a second. Let me rewind. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I am very curious to hear, did you have maybe some experience in that field? Uh, so imagine you are called for a job interview. Okay, so we passed that first phase. And then company asks you to redesign their website. Um, are you gonna do that or not? What would you do? As a, like a design long, task. Long, deep sigh. <laughs> I I want to say that generally, you know, it one. really really depends. It it depends because okay, let me let me try to like build some context around this. If you are applying to a job and they want you to design something new and novel or to, you know, ideate, then I think you should ask, is it sufficient if I tell you how I would tackle it, how I would start to approach it. I wouldn't do free work, but like, for example, this company that I said uh, that I got employed with uh, as I was in the process of getting going into getting my bachelor's, that took like three tests and a, or like, sorry, three interviews and a personality test. Wow. And then they asked me to because my original title before it was shifted to UI UX designer was front end designer. And so it was media, you know, responsive was all the rage. CSS wasn't nearly as mature as it is today. And I was also much like deeper into HTML, CSS, having started in, in HTML coding before CSS was even a standard when it was all inline and tables. But we uh, like uh, the company asked me to recreate an existing um, newspaper application or serve, like front end that they had designed and so i spent eight hours or so uh reverse engineering that thing and i think ultimately making it even better than the original and i felt really good about that and i got the job and and so i think it's something that really you need to decide as a case-by-case -case basis but i wouldn't do speculative work something where it's like well if you do it and we like it we'll give you work because i think we should all strive to only do real work for real pay and of course we don't mm. always have this luxury especially if you have uh, uh, an absence of a portfolio but this is why i think it's good to do the ideating and and try to figure out what you're interested in and then do some learning because that's in our job means visual work you know doing iterations don't be precious with your work you really have to try to work the craft so that you are seeking to create the best possible result you know whether if it's that uh, user interface, then to make it as, in, you know, quote unquote, intuitive, as approachable as possible, as clear as can be. And all the, all the meanwhile, aesthetically pleasing. You shouldn't fall in love with your results. You should fall in love with the process and really just churn out a lot of versions because that's the only way you'll get better. So take every rejection as an opportunity to reflect and see how you can learn from that experience. What you feel you could try to improve to have perhaps a different outcome next time. 
Also, uh, sometimes companies will actually say what went wrong. Sometimes it's uh, not even you. Like, I got rejection because one time I was overqualified. Like, okay, gee, thanks. Um, and then sometimes they will just say something. You might not agree with that, but at least you will get um, uh, some feedback. And if they don't uh, reply in some explanation why they put uh, a ball on your like job uh, funnel, job interview funnel, then ask. I asked many times, hey, what can I do to improve if I apply for next time? And I think in every case so far, at least here in Finland, people would respond like they would clearly say like share the notes like what people thought of me and what happened but i wanted to share one real life story about rejection uh, and spec work this is a juicy one should i say the name of the company or not will they that hurt me <clears throat> I will, i'll totally say because i'm controversial uh so uh i applied to this one finnish company called musician And, uh, you know, I was like, let's let's see, like uh, they have this ad here for a little bit and uh, it might be a great next step. I was still working for like small startups, so uh, that was bigger opportunity for me if I would get it. Okay, so uh, I apply um, and recruiter is like, I think they have like in-house recruiter and he was like super amazed by me and everything he really wanted me to go through funnel and everything blah blah so i got my task the task was literally to like redesign their stuff which i said no i'm not gonna do that i'm sorry i'm not doing spec work uh, i can show my talents and knowledge and whatnot by doing some other exercise how about i do something else that's not related to your industry at all i would feel much more comfortable and he was like yes do it So I did the whole like project uh, um, that was something completely different from from music industry and apps actually. So it was like a very different product, and uh, he was amazed. Like, yay, great! Now designers will review your work, and we're gonna get it back to you. And what happened was I got an email that I didn't pass to next stage because designers didn't like that I had a different output from other applicants um and i was like wow that's stupid <laughs> and he was also like quite embarrassed um because he said that it's okay that if i do it like that um and i felt like very angry because i put actual time into that into crafting that uh, very nice project that i sent to them and well he said that he's very sorry, that he thought that I was the best in the funnel, but unfortunately designers didn't like that I didn't want to do like a reiteration of their website or whatever was the task. Um, and that was also a good cue for me, like I don't want to work there, like this is not environment where I would like to work, to be quite honest. Um, so I was quite happy that it went that way, because now I know that I will never work there, nor I want to uh apply anymore to that company um and just to be a little bit more salty um <laughs> i got like email on linkedin quite recent a few months ago from a musician hey we saw your portfolio blah, 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 and profile do you want to 
uh, try for this position. And I, I'm still like super salty about that whole experience because I really wasted my whole weekend for that and I got nothing from it. Uh, and then I said, you know what? This happened. I would never work for a company. Bye. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, this is very embarrassing to hear. Oh, Jesus. Okay, sorry. Have fun. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and of course, that's another thing like it's good to keep in mind is that there's a lot of opportunities for fully remote work for companies that work outside of your country, yeah. especially if you're in Europe. Uh, there's a lot of really good uh, legal frameworks to help work across national borders. But I hope that uh, this talk has given people some new perspectives on how to approach job applications and uh, rejection and to really remember, don't be tough on yourself, but think about how you approach the applications. Again, it's better to put a lot of effort into one and then to really ask for the feedback if it doesn't quite work out than to spend most of your time just hunting for email addresses to send the same PDF to. Yes, quality or quantity, definitely. Uh, time of quantity has passed. You really need to show that you're special. <laughs> but anyways... Good, uh, good talk. Uh, we can actually expand this whole topic in different areas. I would really love to for some next episode. Uh, maybe we can invite Helena so we have like a real panel. Uh, thank you for taking time into recording. Vital is now going to a vacation to hike uh, while others will work. So have fun there. And uh, that's all. Thank you. Uh, bye bye until next time. Ciao, ciao.